Welcome back to Tax Talk with Hey Hey, where we offer simplified tax planning and mentorship to help six and seven figure CEOs ditch the daily hustle. By achieving financial independence from your business, by increasing your purchasing power and diversifying your source of passive income. Through financial mentorship, realistic goal setting, and simplified tax planning, without having to hustle for the rest of your life, with the guarantee of the optimal roadmap to move you towards your desired time freedom. Hello, everybody. I am here today with Tax Talk with Hey Hey over here at the lovely Prominence office out here in Glendora, California. How are you doing today, Sue? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a total different atmosphere today, huh? Yes, it very much is. You're in the hot seat today. You know, we're going to get to know a little bit about who Sue Hey Piedra is. You know, I think the people are dying to know a little bit about Sue Hey. You know, you sit here interviewing everybody else. But what is what is what do the people know about you? <laughs> they right? know a lot about me. Well, they know about the tax <laughs> stuff, right? That's what we're talking about. We know how you interview other entrepreneurs, other business owners that have been in business for, you know, from a couple days to a couple years to a couple decades already, right? Yeah. So, but what what brought you here? You know, how did you get to where you are today? Right? Wow. And that is what we're here today. We we want to know a little <laughs> bit about Sue, right? Yes. And what what brought Sue from, you know, from the little girl Sue to the matured woman, business owner, entrepreneur, mother? Wow. I mean, a daughter that I mean, I don't want to give your story away, but <laughs> I have some questions here, you know, after knowing you for, for a while. And I just want to let the audience know who you are. You know, what makes you different from everybody else in this world? Because. Let's, let's, let's be honest, right? You don't want to be anybody else but yourself. Everybody else is taken, right? So True. Let's, let's get to know Sue a little bit. Let's attack it, right? Let's have some fun with this. I hope you guys are excited as I am because <laughs> this is going to be a good one today, I think. It's a little bit outside the box, but here we are today. So we'll go with all the informalities. We know who Sue Piedra is. You know, one of the main jefas, I guess you can say. One of the main... Yes. You know, ladies here at Prominence. I know. But, Sue, you know, who is Suhei? You know, tell us a little bit about the background, your family, upbringings, everything like that. And what, what those upbringings, teachings, I guess, the teachings of your upbringings that have escalated and have brought you to where you are today, sitting here in front of a, a camera and in front of other people. I mean, people... Have their stories, right? What's yes. your story? So I love sharing other people's stories. And I've shared my story before. It's out there somewhere in different podcasts. It's not the first time I'm being interviewed. It's just the first time somebody has switched the seats on me in my own podcast. <laughs> but I do get the uh, I do get the response of a lot of clients as being very serious, always so professional. And believe me, I'm totally the opposite of that. It's just when we talk about taxes and business, I put on this hat and all of a sudden I'm very professional and my thinking hat comes on, right? But I'm opposite. I am the daughter of two amazing individuals who you know, migrated here from Mexico many years ago and have five daughters. I'm the oldest of five. You guys know my sisters, they've been here before. They're part of the prominence business. And uh, my upbringing was very humble. 
I, you know, I love my upbringing. I love how, I mean, maybe at the time I didn't, right? But, I mean, we're very simple people. I tease my dad because to him, the beach was far. To him, everything outside of his four blocks was far. My dad raised us believing that, you know, with not believing necessarily, but my dad raised us with the idea of we only go out to eat on payday. And he got paid every two weeks. So every other weekend we knew when payday was because we would get to go eat to one of the four restaurants that he would pick for us, right? It was either. I was going to ask, what were the four (laughs) restaurants? Because this is a good one. So uh, we would get to eat at McDonald's. We would get to eat at In-N-Out. We would get to eat at uh, Tolteca, which is a Mexican restaurant here in Azusa that is very common for the city. And shoot, there was another place, and I can't remember it now. Pollo Loco? Oh, Pollo Loco. Thank you. I got you. (laughs) That's what the host is here for. You know, we're hitting a guide here a little bit. So sorry. I can't believe I forgot Pollo Loco. (laughs) That was my very first job. Again, why? Because we never left the four blocks of our city, right? And so those are the four restaurants that we ate at and didn't fail. Like every other week, we could pick one of those places. It was go to church, and then we would get to go eat on payday. Um, and But that was our life. It was very simple, and that's exactly how it was. So if somebody came up to me and said, you know, if I had tried Denny's, for example, um, I'd never been. Uh, I didn't, and people tease me, but... I didn't eat ranch dressing, uh, you know, anything other than those four restaurants until, you know, maybe my late teens and maybe early 20s um, because my my dad brought us up that way and all of us. So it was I didn't think anything of it until obviously I started getting older and experiencing life and noticing that the beach was not far. The beach was 20, 30 minutes away. And I started to discover that when I started to drive. So I wanted to drive. I wanted to always grow up really early because I wanted to experience the world. So I started driving at 15, 15 and a half. And I got a job at El Pollo Loco because we were eating there one day. And I said, well, let me just apply here since this is the only place that I get to go. And so I applied and I got the job. So now I had money. And I had a, uh, my dad would let me borrow his truck. And so I would drive a dually truck and my dad would let me borrow his, his car all the time. And that's how mm-hmm. I got around. And that's how I discovered the outside skirts of four blocks. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, we know, so I know some of the stories and it's, and it's amazing because <laughs> Shabarn Park, right? In Roland Heights, yeah. in the Heights mm-hmm. area, which is just literally down the street, right. over a freeway. Mm-hmm. And you get there and you thought it was like. So far. So far, but. Well. Because I had my my mom's sister, my aunt, um, she was our dentist, and she worked out in Roland Heights somewhere. It is Roland Heights, right? Roland Heights. Yeah. And so um, it's literally a few miles down, a straight path, no big deal. But my mom would take us to this dentist, and we would go to the dentist and come straight back. Well, I would see this park and I'd be like, I want to go because it's like really pretty. And so I wanted to go, but we could never go to this park because it was so far. So when I first started driving, that was the very first thing that uh, is it is it blocking you or not? Yeah, you can hear it. 
You want to just pause it? Yeah. Should I go out there and tell him, like, just shut the front door? No. Because <laughs> he's already leaving. I mean, I don't know what he's blowing out there because there's, like, nothing out there. Yeah, he's just blowing the planter, so it'll this be fine. This is way... I don't even know where you're at right now. I do. Yeah, he's going that way now, so. Hold on, I guess they'll give it. You can still hear it, I bet. These, these mics are sensitive. And I'm just watching him. Don't look at the questions. I'm not. Oh, did you remember we had the Halloween party at my mom's house today for the kids? We don't have kids. Oh, you didn't tell Sammy you're pregnant? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we can go to your mom's, I'm sure. I don't think the, I don't know if the, oh, no, Emilio's going to the concert tomorrow, right? Yeah, he's going tomorrow. Not today. But my mom said I'd bring him. Sammy, if you want to go to a kid's Halloween party. <laughs> He's like, I need to go get my kids. Did you see the video I, I sent you, right? The person promoting the way they were doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's smart. Should we go now? Yeah. Or are you good? Stop. <laughs> 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 Why'd you ask, Sammy? <laughs> yeah, I think, well. How was Coco? Fun, like always. She broke, she broke you out a little bit? <laughs> I'm fun. Okay, I think that's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, you can. Let me go tell him, like, hey, dude, like. No, he's leaving. <laughs> I mean, babe, we can't interrupt his job. That sucks. Oh, he's interrupting our stuff. <laughs> I got here right on time, huh? We have one more episode. Because oh, you no. wanted to do four today, right? But the other one is not too long, so it'll be fine. Oh. Okay. All right. You good? Ready? Okay, so that was one of the very first places that I drove my sisters to, to this park. And I would just load them up in my truck, and we would all go to uh, this park on, like, a Saturday morning or whatever. Uh, but after that, little by little, I started driving a little further, experiencing other places, and so getting out of the zone that my dad built for us. So that was fun. <laughs> so you're leaving your little fort, you know, your little, <laughs> your little what, three miles of, of where you can, it was, yeah. whatever it was here in Azusa, mm -hmm. right? And just expanding outwards, right? And it was yeah. just eye-opening, right? It was very eye-opening. I remember the first time that I saw, we, my dad's work was a big company, and he, they would take us to, like, they would have family events or whatever once a year. And one of those outings, they took us to the Dodger Stadium. 
again, I was in awe because we showed up to my dad's work, which was literally a mile away from our house. And we, there was all these buses waiting for us. And so we got into these buses and they, the bus drove us to Dodger Stadium, like the whole company, right? And so there was like 10 buses or a lot of buses, oh, I remember. Wow. And we all just got to go to Dodger Stadium. And that day, the giveaway was a poster. And so I bring the poster home. And when I open the poster, it's the Dodger Stadium. And then there's the beach, right? Like you could see the ocean. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Dad, look how close the beach is to <laughs> us. Right? He's like, no, the beach is far, you know? And I was just like, I, you don't understand how much I would want to go to the beach. I mean, if you know me now, I, I, there's times that I just love just going to the beach. And so I wanted to go to the beach, but my dad would always tell me the beach was so far. So when I saw that, I was like, no, the, it's just my dad. Like, the beach has to be close enough, right? And so when I started driving, like, that was one of the things. Like, I had to go find this beach. And I made it a, a routine. Not a, maybe not necessarily a routine, but I made it to where my sisters and I would go to the beach and discover different beaches. And I'm not talking about beaches that are far. I'm talking about, like, Huntington Beach, you know, uh, Santa Monica, which are very local beaches to us, but we had never been. So we would drive out there and just go and discover these beaches that we had never been to, even though they're 20 to 30 minutes away from us. Right. Well, now in L.A. traffic, it's about an hour, yes, an hour and a half. That's you know? why I said then, you know, because, <laughs> yes, obviously now traffic is horrific. But back then, we didn't have to really worry about traffic. Right. I mean, what and growing up, what would you say that is your your favorite memory today that you go back to to appreciate where you are today you know there are many 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 um my dad made us you know not made us but my mom and dad raised us very humble and very grateful of everything that we've we've had so even though today we have more than we did back then we were always still very grateful for the little things that we had and I mean, working at getting my first job and working at El Pueblo Loco, one of the first very first things I did was I took my my parents to my parents, my whole family, all of us to have breakfast at Denny's. You know, it was not a big deal, but to us, it was a big deal. And for me to be able to pay for that was a big deal. Right. Because I knew that I, my dad was not going to pay for it. And I was out of our budget. But my dad raised us always telling us, don't work for me. I'm not going to take money from you. Work for yourself and work for the things you want. So if you want new shoes or you want whatever, you work for it. And so I wanted to treat them all to this place called Denny's, right? And so I did. And so to me, that was amazing. You know, that was like one of the very first things where I felt, you know, proud. I felt good that I could do something like that. From there on, if you meet my dad now, he loves to eat at fancier restaurants. <laughs> right. He loves to go to nicer places. My mom loves to drink at really nice places. Like, they have definitely experienced life along with us in so many different levels now. Right, but your dad still doesn't like to travel far. And it takes a little <laughs> bit. It's My dad is one of those individuals who... And, you know, maybe one day I'll bring him to the podcast because he's just so hilarious, right? But my dad is one of those individuals that is like a little kid at Disneyland all the time, right? He will enjoy his time there, 
love everything about the place you take him, but to get him there, it is the biggest challenge ever. It is like pulling teeth trying to get him out of the house. <laughs> I could ju- I could just imagine. <laughs> I mean, but you know, no matter if you're you start with humble beginnings or you you're giving a golden spoon in your mouth, mm-hmm. right? We all go through struggles, right? Yes. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. Right. It's you know, it's never a, a walk in the park, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it and everybody would be living an awesome life, right? right? Mm-hmm. But we go through struggles, right? And our struggles is what I would say helps us grow. It, it, right. it helps us blossom. It helps us get to the next, right? Mm-hmm. I look at struggles as like winter is cold and darker, right? right? Mm-hmm. But in order to get to spring, we have to go through, through our winter. Correct. Through our winter. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, not to get into like too craziness of it, but what were some struggles that you went through that you appreciate today that made you who you are today? To make you the badass that you are, actually, I should say. Well, I mean, you know, um, a lot of it does have to do with the upbringing and me being the oldest, right? There was some responsibilities that were laid up on me way before I should have had these responsibilities. But that's the culture, and that's how it was, right? Um, Now, through social media, connect with other, uh, you know, first-generation women, and they, you know, they go through the same thing. And I was you know, not too long ago at one of the pharmacies down the street. And I felt so bad for a little girl who was there because her dad was having her translate something that, you know, she looked, she reminded me of me having to translate something that you have no idea that's in your vocabulary just yet. Cause you're 12 or you're 10 or whatever, you know? And so it just brought back memories of, you know, me being that person. But it also made me who I am today. There's a reason I know a lot, that I know a little bit of a lot of subjects. I may not be the expert in a lot of the things, but I know a lot because I was exposed to a lot since I was very young. And I expect, my dad expected me to know certain things just because I started to speak English or just because I was going to school. He didn't know that they weren't teaching how to balance a checkbook you know, in fifth grade. He just said, you speak English, you should be able to translate this document for me or whatever it was. And that's very common in, um, you know, in our culture. But um, that also made me very strong. And how can I say it? More of the strategic person. There has to be a way. You know, I'm always looking for a way to solve something because I that's how I grew up. But I don't regret anything that I've gone through. Uh, sometimes I put myself in worse situations just because I'm used to the challenge. So I go and I find trouble myself sometimes. Um, I remember in high school, I, you know, I mean, I've had a very good upbringing, but I would find ways to get in trouble because I wanted to be in trouble. I don't know why, you know, I didn't have bad parents. I didn't have a bad upbringing, but there I go getting (laughs) myself in trouble. Right. Right. Um, and seeing what I can get away with, which was, I don't know, just another part of me that is, weird to understand but I wanted to see what I could get away with um my dad even till this day he'll he won't admit to things that I didn't do some things and I'd be like nope dad I didn't do it and he would be go along with me and my mom's like (laughs) she did do it you know but again it was just I wanted to see what I could get away with so but I can't say that there's specifics where you know my life has been like so devastating that I you know that it's changed something I think I grew up the way that I am because I was forced 
you know, my family was first generation and we were just, this is the cards that we were dealt with. Right. And, and that goes to, that leads into my next question, right? You would figure things out Mm -hmm. and just doing that. And it's funny how we're, we're transitioning (laughs) into this because do you think what you went through, you know, because I mean, you, you talked about it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you would help your parents with the bills, help them with yeah. with with all that stuff of balancing their checkbooks and mm-hmm. making sure there was enough money in the account. But you, now you do it at a bigger scale, right? Right. So, is that what makes you different, or what really makes you different here? At, you know, what makes you different at prominence, right? That it helps you now serve your clients. I think when it comes to that. It, what makes me different in that sense, because anybody can balance a checkbook now and there's technology and there's tons of, you know, tax preparers out there or bookkeepers or it doesn't matter, accountants, mm-hmm. right? What makes me different is definitely going to be that I translate it in a much more simplistic kind of way. Right. I, it's something very technical, but I can bring it down to very simple terms He like comes and goes because I think I don't know where he's at. <laughs> he's like, don't say okay, okay anymore. <laughs> just so you know, I just came up with these questions. Like yeah, as I was sitting minutes? up there. Yeah. I know, but you're good at this. We got we were arguing for about an 45 minutes in the bed about this arguing or you were trying to convince me to let you on my podcast oh no 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 <laughs> she was like no pitch me why you should be on i go i don't i'm not the one who needs a, a guest uh, yeah, you're the one who needs a <laughs> guest not me. i wanted him to pitch me i was like okay what is your idea and he's like no and i was like well you can't be on my podcast <laughs> all, right, all right go for it okay um okay so i think bringing it down to much simpler uh terms is what makes me different Because when we talk about taxes, people in general have this idea that they're complex or balancing or finances in general, right? When we talk about budgets, when we talk about how much money we make, how much money we bring to the table and where does it all go? When we start to talk about things like that, people start to shut down and it's something where I have to get to talk to them more as a friend, more as, okay, come on, tell me, you know, it's okay if you have a Starbucks addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a big deal. You should see other things I see through that come through the door. So people start to feel comfortable to open up and say, look, I do have, you know, financial issues or I do have, I do have fear of investing in properties or you know, putting money into the market, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, it it opens them up because now I'm more understanding of where they're coming from. But I really do believe that comes from me having to explain things to my parents that, you know, they had no idea. Not only am I translating, but it's also things that they were not really exposed of. I talk, I've, ta- I've shared this before where they when they bought their house, I think their their mortgage interest was about thirteen percent, something like that. I know that because I had to explain that to them. Right. I had to explain to them what they had just signed when they purchased the house, and I was very little when they purchased that house. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I remember looking at statements and you know having to explain this stuff to them, and 
not only translate it, but again, bring it down to terms that were simple enough for them to grasp what they had just done. Right. You know? And I, and I could attest to that because, you know, for me, coming from my industry mm -hmm. and construction and developing and everything, like, I'm only a certain numbers person, <laughs> right? It's like, I know what it costs to buy this property. I know mm -hmm. what it costs to develop it. I know what it costs to build it. Mm -hmm. I can sell it. But when you actually break down taxes, right, you're yeah. you're actually thinking outside the box for your clients, right? right? Because you you come up with these strategies that allow us to not necessarily take the deductions, right. but be able to feel better about doing taxes, right? Because, right. I mean, I know my last tax repair, which we, you know, we won't talk <laughs> about him, you know, we, we know what happened, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing that you actually do this as if you were doing it for family, it feels right. like. And... And I do feel that way. You know, I do feel that way. Like I said, I'm used to people. I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm used to people coming in and having this look of dread. The phone call comes in and they're like, I'm scared. I don't know. And I'm like, chill, like bring it in. <laughs> we'll review it. I bet you it's not as bad as you think it is. And they're like, but no, you know, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, I do understand. And they're, you know, and they try to paint this horrible picture. And I'm like, well, at least you're not like so-and-so who came in here with like a wheelbarrow full of receipts. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yours at least is in a shoebox yeah. or whatever, you know, because there's some crazy stories of people and their finances or taxes or receipts, how they keep stuff in order. But if it makes sense to you, kudos, <laughs> right? But I've had to deal with stuff like that, and I just make people relate and feel comfortable to just open up and, hey, let's get through it. Right. I mean, I would say someone who's transitioning into having, you know, you and your sisters take over their mm -hmm. books and, and explain things to them, I'm pretty sure, we, you know, I, I walked in and I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where am I going wrong here, right? Yeah. Or what am I doing wrong? Like, am I doing this right? And so... Even now, like subcontractors that I use, that I mentor and coach, mm -hmm. like I, I send them your way because yeah. I mean, you know how to break it down to them. You know yeah. how to break it down to us, especially when we have different jobs going on, yeah. and we're trying to figure out, okay, is this one over budget or is this one over budget? You girls come in and you guys, yeah. like, clean the slate, bring it all back together, and then we're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but a lot of them are hesitant because. Again, who wants to talk about the finances? Right. It's like the taboo. Topic. It's the fear. It's the fear. It's yeah. It's the fear of the un of you know them not knowing or fear of you know the things you hear like you know the IRS is going to come get you or you know you're going to go to jail because you didn't claim this or you didn't do that correctly. Yeah. But it's really not like that. You right. just need someone who's understanding and will help you put everything in perspective and everything together. Um, I'm very blessed that, you know, this business has, you know, a lot of people will question why I, you know, this business, how can we work as siblings, but we work very well together and we all serve a very good role. And, you know, Brisa has her tasks and she's very organized and she helps me stay in my lane. And then we have crews with all the number stuff and all the bookkeeping and organizing everything for clients. And she's just like, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Right. You know, and everything's handed over to me, and then I translate it to the clients. Right. You know, I translate the numbers, the what what is the reports that Cruz just handed over to me. You know, what is that like? And Cruz and Brisa organized everything for Cruz. So it's like we all have this role, but together we come up with something really cool for the client. 
And you get to, you know, really get to know all of us in different levels. Right. But I always tell them, if you're trying to get my attention and I haven't called you back or emailed you or something, you gotta get, you gotta call Brisa because Brisa will get me on the phone right away. And, right, but there's know. also a reason why too, right? <laughs> well, of course. You, got, you know, you can't talk to them. They're missing documents, probably. Yes. I mean, I remember you were missing documents from me, and you're like, "Don't talk to me until you got everything <laughs> in," right? I mean, because you gotta yeah. see, you gotta see the whole picture, right? right? Mm -hmm. And and that's where I go back to, like, you know. Teamwork, right? Yes. And I'm big on teamwork, especially mm -hmm. in our industry. It's always teamwork, teamwork, teamwork. Right. And over mm -hmm. here, and over here with you, you have the team behind you. Yes. Right. You and we can't succeed. We cannot succeed without our team. I for sure know that. For sure. I mean, for a fact. Like, I love working with my sisters. I love that we developed that we created this business. I don't think this is what we envisioned, you know, when we came up with the idea. <laughs> I don't think we, we I don't think our, our vision is ever clear that way, right. but it's always developing. But it feels good, it feels right, and that's what we're happy about is right. that this business is all of us and it, it I think that the family culture that we have at home has bled into the business that we have today. Right. You'll see my mom and dad walk in sometimes. I think there was a client here, and if you're listening, you know who you are. My mom came in with, like, some guacamole and some, uh, you know, she had made some tacos or something. And he's like, you guys are spoiled. I was like, you want a taco? And he's like, yeah. And then I was like, we're all spoiled, <laughs> huh? But it's just, you know, that's how the company is, and that's what we love. Right. And, again, like, I don't know how we do this, but we're transitioning into, like, the <laughs> next side of this. And, you know, success – doesn't come easy yeah. right we have to work at it we have to constantly make adjustments mm -hmm. right to tweak it to where we can make that machine become automatic in a way yes right so my question to you is like how do you define success <sighs> that's a big question I mean I think success for all of us is going to be very different right but I wanted at the end of the day to feel good about whatever it is that I was doing and I have, I'm very positive and I've always found ways to be happy wherever it is that I am in my life. Um, but I didn't feel fulfilled. I felt like there's more and I wanted to do more. I'm very grateful, uh, you know, that my kids have supported me. I think if anybody has, has not necessarily a bad thing to say, but if anybody has something to say where you know, my drive or my success is taken from them is going to be the kids, right? My kids, my son is 21 and my daughter's 17. And there were times that, you know, I was always present. It's not that I wasn't, but there was times that, you know, I'm studying. I was studying for a test. I was doing homework. I didn't get my degree in, in school until way later in life. And I've had so many licenses throughout my career that I would be studying. I'd be reading. I'd be researching. And I wouldn't be there for them as a mom, like your, you know, typical mom. Mm -hmm. I was there for them. I'm not going to say I wasn't. I've taken them to school every single day. You know, we've done amazing vacations and amazing trips. But I've had to steal time away from them to be able to continue with this dream that I had. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm going to say that I'm very grateful for that. Um, when I graduated from University of Laverne, when I went up to the podium and I gave thanks, maybe you couldn't understand me because I was crying the whole time, but I did give thanks. I gave thanks to, you know, uh, Mario. He was, you know, my husband and he was very supportive. 
and the kids and my mom and my dad and everybody because without them, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish that dream. You know, and it really was a dream because I've had all the licenses before that. But I wanted to graduate. I wanted to finish because I kept putting school in the back burner all the time, all the time. And so when I finally, you know, got to walk down stage, it was like I did this. I did this for myself, not because I had to, not because I needed to, but because I wanted to. And that was that was amazing for me. You know, that was something that it was my personal goal. And I got to do that. But. What did it cost? It cost time from taking it away from my family. But that was the price I had to pay. I'm still very grateful. The kids, as you know, are grateful. They're amazing kids. Um, So nothing to complain about. But to me, that success is having that harmony at home, having that harmony here at the office, and being like all that sweat, all the hours that I studied have paid off. Right. But even as successful as you are now, right, you're able to give back that it feels like to them right they're spoiled no matter what <laughs> right i mean i mean it's, it's amazing because i hear emilio say you know i want to be like you guys because you can wake up at like nine o'clock and like you know vision, huh? <laughs> vision, like, that's wait. what he sees but that's not how it is but whatever <laughs> you know and so it's but you're giving them yeah. that 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 look ahead of what they can do in the future right right and i see that as a success too yeah. because you're, you've been planting the seed with them of what it they're capable definitely of definitely changes. And I'm sure all entrepreneurs out there can, uh, you know, vouch for this statement. But when we have this, when we develop a business that we are self-employed, for some reason it seems to bleed over to the kids as well. Like they're like, hey, I can do something on my own where I didn't have necessarily that role model of saying, oh, I want to be like so-and-so. Um but, you know, I did look up to others and I had mentors and I wanted to learn from the people that I worked for. Right. I didn't want to work for them forever. I wanted to learn because I wanted to be them one day, you know, and I always saw it. I was told at a very young age that, you know, you use these jobs to learn so that you could become something bigger and better, not necessarily stay there forever. Right. There are stepping stones. Stepping right? stones for sure. And so, again, I... <laughs> Kind of leads into to what I have next for you is, you know, if you can tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Uh, that's a hard one. Whether, I mean, whether it's in a, in a business aspect, a life aspect, it's what would you tell that 20-year-old self? I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, you know, I sometimes feel like, If we would know, you know, I even now, like I'll say, like, if I knew what I know now back then, would I have done things different? But I think we have to live our life in order to be where we're at today. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no regrets. Like, if I wouldn't have gone through the challenges that I've gone through, if I wouldn't have gone through the experiences that I wouldn't, you know, that I that I've gone through, then I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I'm very grateful for who I am today. Um, Telling that 20 year old something that would change that course i don't think i would do it i wouldn't i wouldn't say to change the course but maybe an encouragement because yeah, I, I mean at 20 years old being first generation here yeah. in the states i mean it, it was difficult for you yeah. i understand but i mean it was but like i said 
I don't, I wouldn't want to change the course. Have I got, have I had an easy life? Heck no. You know, I've right. gone through some crazy stuff. I've been through some challenges that, you know, not that, not, I wouldn't say I regret them, but I've been through some challenges that, you know, maybe I wouldn't want to go through them again. Right. right. But they were still stepping stones. They were still learning lessons. So what would I tell the 20 year old? Maybe something along the lines of, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm just pushing, you know, you I don't know, have to tell but... your 20 year old self something, but again, you said the right thing. I wouldn't because without going through what I went through. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, that I, is totally know. fair enough. I mean, I would say, I would it. say life is short, you know, um, don't take things for granted. Cause I think we all forget how, how life can be taken away from us in any split second how, um, oh, yeah. you know, experiences certain things that we sometimes take for granted, you know, um, we've been trying to practice, you know, being grateful every single morning when we wake up just for saying I'm grateful to, you know, wake up for right. the day. But those things, you know, back then, just you just take them for granted, I think. Yeah, I, I could attest that 100 yeah. percent. You know, my story being locked in a hospital for two weeks. Yeah. So I went right. So, I mean, just. I think that would be probably it. Awesome. Um, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we we get stuck in a rhythm of things, right? Mm -hmm. we, ha we have a routine, I guess you can say, right? So what is your morning routine like these days? <laughs> these days, it's definitely different, right? Um, specifically this week, I don't know, but, you know, getting up a little bit earlier just so that I can make food for the kids to eat before they leave, like... I, you know, I've said this before. I am a great mom. I'm a great house person, housekeeper. Doesn't mean I always do it or I always like to do it, right? But this week has been pretty cool. I get up earlier and I, you know, I make them breakfast. We've been making dinner at home. And for some reason, I have felt a little more closer to them because we're so on the go sometimes. And I get up early and I'm out the door. I sometimes see them. Sometimes I don't. And we come home and sometimes we have dinner together. Sometimes we don't. It's like we're just so busy. And then, you know, when Emilio, my son, started working, it was like he can't just not go to work or he can't just, you know, be late and hang out with me. Like he's got his responsibilities. Right. I think that's why he sees entrepreneurship as a way of, designing your own schedule because sometimes I won't I don't have to work and then I'll be like stay home with me you know but he has to go to work so I think that's where he sees the differences right. um but my daughter is just as busy I mean for a while she's getting up super early coming home at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night and then you know if she has things to do with her friends like before you know it like she's been gone the whole day right so our busy schedules don't allow us to just kind of see each other every day but this week has been nice, and I really like that. So, I'm glad to hear that. Do you have an evening routine, like to wind down or anything like that? I mean, because like you said, you're on the go. You're you're on the go sometimes, right? Yeah. So, as being an entrepreneur, being a mom, right? What do you do to wind down for the evening? Because I mean, I know numbers can be yeah. jumbled, right? I mean, I like I said, I deal with the numbers too in a different way, but. Sometimes I started looking at these proposals and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hold on. Let me, uh, it's time to go let to me, bed. <laughs> let me just close the book really quick and then like I'll get back to this, you know, yeah. when I when I've like fully decompressed. 
So again, it's lately, right? Once, I mean, there's so many, there's been so many changes in life and and stages that you start to realize like you got to turn it off at some point. I can literally read and research for hours and not feel like I'm tired or because my, I'm just so intrigued about things. Right. But I've had to remind myself to turn it off and I'm not the type of person that'll just sit there. So what I'll do is I'll watch a TV show, right? Something that'll keep me busy or keep my brain distracted so that I'm not thinking about work. So I'm not thinking about how I can move one thing or another for a client and create something pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I've had to, you know, get myself entertained with, you know, a show or, but if you've noticed the shows that I watch are still business in a sense, they're still motivating. They're still talking about, even if I watch a movie, I'll watch something like the big short or I'll watch a movie about, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm embarrassing. You're making me realize that everything I watch is still business. (laughs) Right. But it is my decompressing time, but it is still business related, motivating. Um, I do watch some romance, you know, flicks here and there. Right. But again, it's like the Devil Wars Prada, right? <laughs> Which is like this badass woman and, you know, but I don't know. Those are the kind of things that I will do to kind of decompress a little bit. Right. You know, lately I've been watching um, Secret Billionaire <laughs> and Grant Cardone, if you're watching, like just... Just just a two-minute conversation, man. That's all I'm asking for. But, I mean, to see the these, challenge. These, these, this challenge of these billionaires are stripped to $100 and yeah. they got to make a business work, mm-hmm. like, holy moly. Yeah. Like, and to just see their emotions go through right. it. It's like, they're human too, right? right? And so, and, and the challenges the- that they go through, right? Because you sometimes, I mean, I know for me, getting up every day and going to work and then you get a flat tire or a client cancels or you don't have something that you need, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, damn it. It's like a bad day, but you're like, that's life. Right. Right. And so this show kind of puts that in perspective. It, it, it does. But like I said at the beginning, if life, if it was easy, everybody would be doing that. Yeah, right. That and so, true. you know, how are you growing your business today and what's been working best for you today? So the business is not very, you know, old. It's maybe five years old, I believe is how old it is now. Um, but we've definitely transitioned and we now is about working smarter and not harder. Right. And to come to that realization, we've had to go through some things in the business that made us realize that if we continue in the route that we're in, which is volume, and that's what our tax industry is in is volume is we're definitely not going to have a life. And in fact, I may literally have a heart attack at my desk, which is an experience that I went through. Um, You know, sitting at my desk, it's a tax deadline. And I have, you know, I think it was like four o'clock or something like that. It was like two o'clock. And then I start feeling this pressure in my heart and it starts to race like crazy. And I'm here by myself because Brisa's not here. Cruz is not here. They're at a conference. And I'm here by myself and realizing that I'm doing exactly what I swore I wouldn't do, right? Because you hear about preparers literally passing away and their clients calling and then then somebody telling them, oh, your, your preparer passed away. It's like they literally die at the desk. Do you know how many times <laughs> I've heard, oh, my preparer passed? And I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> it's real, guys. It's real. It's, real. it's crazy. <laughs> like, people, like, these preparers work until they drop dead. And I swore I didn't want to be that person. And yet I'm going through this experience in real life. And this is happening to me. And I'm just like, I'm going to die at my desk. Like, exactly what I didn't want to ever do. So, you know, obviously I'm okay. I was okay. It was just, I don't even know what it was. It was just a sign from my body telling me, hey, you got to slow your roll. And it changed everything. It changed, again, bringing that perspective. Life is short. And you have to take care of you, your health, your body, and listen to those signs, right? Um, One of the biggest fights I have with my sisters is, Brisa will always tell me that I'm overwork, I'm overworking or something like that. But we also have to understand that what seems overwork for you may not be overwork for me. Right. Or vice versa. Right. And so you have to understand those boundaries and understand to read your body in a mm-hmm. sense. But um, that is definitely transition for us to make the business more to where we do have more of a balance where we can honestly say we have time to relax. Right. I mean, and like you said, you went through that health scare. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not pretty. I mean. It's not fun. It's not fun. I mean, I went through something kind of similar in a way. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't taken to an ER, I would have probably been dead on the couch. Right. But knowing that, 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 and that's just in our forefront right now. And, you know, what would you do different in your business? And I know you started the business five years ago, and that's my mm-hmm. question. Five years ago, knowing what you know today. I would start off with keeping my word as far as that goes, like working smarter and not harder, right? Um, I want to help everybody. I truly do. I think that is in me to want to help everybody. But I'm here to serve those that are ready to be helped. I have wasted time and energy with a lot of individuals that are not ready to take that step. So why am I the one, right? And so you have to come to that realization. And it's tough. It's tough. And uh, you sometimes see more in people than they see in themselves. And if this business owner, if this individual doesn't see that potential, then I, there's nothing I can possibly do yeah. or show them to change that. So I have to learn to step away and say, okay, this is not the right client for me. Right. And I mean, and, and just that in itself, it brings value to yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. you know what you're offering. Right. And if people don't accept that value, right, then why mm-hmm. continue? Right. I, feel, I feel the same, you know? Yep. It's, you know, we got to think about ourselves, and it sounds is sell. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it sounds selfish, but it's not. It's not selfish. It's not. It's at the end of the day, without you, there's really nothing, right? Yeah. There's no business. There's no family. There's you, you. You serve a purpose, and if you are not in the greatest health, if you don't feel great coming home, it bleeds into your family. If you don't feel great coming to work, it bleeds into the business. At the end of the day, it always starts with you, and it's not selfish. We've been led to believe that it is selfish, right? right. But it really isn't. It's about starting to take care of you, and um, then it reflects. It comes out better. Your surroundings get better. The people around you feel it, and so your family's better and your business is better. So uh, yep. why not? Why not, right? And, you know, it comes to, like, the last question I have, right? And so I've been doing this uh, these past couple of days, but... What I want to do really quick 
This is, is scary, guys. No, no, it's not scary. Every morning, one of my routines is <laughs> I tell myself I am blank, right? Yes. And so what I want to say, what are your IMs, your five IMs? I'll start, or do you want me to start, or do you want to go? How about you go so I can end the show? Sounds because good. this has got to get wrapped up. Yes. <laughs> so, well, here you go. You can make a part two. <laughs> but my, my, my uh, five is I am confident, I am a powerhouse, I am wise, I am strong, and I am growth. I love it. So, he's right. And I got my tattoo, which says I am. And the reason I did that was because... In one of the learnings, one of the classes we took, it's very important that we empower ourselves and that we talk to ourselves and we're gracious with ourselves. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am smart. I am capable. And I can go on and on and on because I have learned that, you know, if I don't believe in myself, then who will? So with that... We wrap up today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to, what else? I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to thank Adrian for taking over the show. <laughs> uh, it's definitely something different to be in the hot seat. Uh, but uh, I appreciate the, you know, the encouragement to do something like this and open up to all the clients so that they know that I am a human being and that I am more than a professional who is serious and stern and I'm not mean, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but thank you all for being here. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at prominence.services and our website is prominencebusiness.com. So if your mindset is ready to excel to the next level and you want to give up the multiple hats to a business who will support you, then schedule a call with us today. We can be reached at 626-825-8249. Please give us a review and share us with your friends and family.